Romans chapter 4. Festival of hope. Isn't that cool? Festival of hope. So I'm excited because it makes me, it forces me to think about hope every year. Every year we come around to this and, it, and I have to like refocus, like what is hope? What is hope? And, and uh, you know, so, and it's this idea of having hope in our lives. And, and uh, we've said this recently, this idea about hope, that, that the Bible talks about hope differently than the current world's understanding of hope, right? The world's understanding of hope is wishful thinking, Right? I hope I get some clam chowder before it runs out. Sorry, Joe. So if they say we need to have more next year. More. I get it. We ran out of a few things, yeah. So, so, but that's wishful thinking. That's what the world's idea of hope is. But the Bible idea of hope is, is very different than that. And you can go to the, you, you know, you can go online and you can do studies. It's very easy now to find the meanings of words. And if you, if you go and, and say to Google, you know, what is the Bible word for hope? What is its meaning in the New Testament? Right? And it'll, it'll tell you. It'll, it'll list all these different things. But what the, the basic, what the, the heart of it is this idea of, of confident expectation. Turn this on, it works better. This idea of confident expectation. That's really what the word means, that, that they had confidence and they expected something to happen. That's what the Bible hope is. So we're sharing with people that, you know, and, and again, the, the biggest deal about this whole thing is, is what is our hope based on? Is it based on something that I feel? Is it based on something that I hope or I have our wishful thinking might happen? Or is it based upon something much bigger than that? It's based upon God, really. The common denominator is God, right? That, that God keeps his promises, that God will provide for us. This is, this is what the Bible tells us we can hope, we can confidently expect if we belong to him, like Rick shared there, he's one of his, that, that God will keep his promises, that God will provide for us, that God has a plan for us, and ultimately that God's going to bring us to heaven, that God is going to take me and you to heaven if we belong to him. So, so do you have that hope? Is that something burning inside you that you believe that you have this hope, it's a, I have this hope deep within my soul that God is doing something, that God is going to work. That's, what, that's the Bible, that's the, the hope the Bible talks about. In the book of Ephesians, Paul says this, he said, and he was praying for the Ephesians, he said this, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. We were singing that earlier. In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. Paul is praying that they would know that hope. So for, for me to say and, and to, to bring it up each year, I think is, a, is, is biblical that we need to understand the hope that we have. The Bible talks about the blessed hope, right? 
Anybody tell me what the blessed hope is? Anybody know? That he's coming back, right. That's the blessed hope, that he's coming back. And it's a confident expectation. It's not like, well, maybe he'll come back. I hope he comes back. No, I expect him to come back. Why? Because I want it? No, because he said so. He promised it in his word. He promises the Bible tells us that. Interesting thing, and also in Ephesians, we find this verse, Ephesians 2.12, and and it says that without Jesus, it says these words, we are without hope and without God in the world. Without Jesus in our lives, we are without hope, without the Bible kind of hope. We have the the worldly kind of hope, you know, the cultural hope. But without Jesus in our lives and our hearts, we, we don't have that expectation that God is going to work things out. We don't have that hope that God is going to take me to heaven, that he's preparing a place for me. Without Jesus, we don't have any hope. And we don't have God in our lives, in this world. We have on our, on our shirts, of course, this anchor and And uh, that's found in in Hebrews 6 where it says that this hope that we have, it's an anchor for the soul. In other words, it keeps us, you know, firm and secure. It it holds us in place. Another reason that we should know and study and ask, well, what's the hope all about? What's it based on? Do you have any hope in your life? I've heard that saying somewhere, you know, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Well, that, that's probably not a bad idea. Amen. Keep hope alive. In my own heart, to keep hope. Where do we put our hope? Psalm 42. We are going to get to Romans, trust me. I promise you. Psalm 42. It says these words, verse 11. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? He was having... Serious problems. It sounds like depression to me. But what does he say? He says, put, he's speaking to his own soul, his own heart. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. When we, when we you know, our, our minds go away from that hope in God, this is when stuff starts to fall apart. This is when we start to have our problems. But to keep our eyes focused and fixed on him, to keep that anchor of hope, that anchor for the, for the soul, that God will keep his promises, that God will provide for you. Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? You've got a bill coming in, you've got something going on, and, and you go, I, I don't know how I'm ever going to make this. But, but if you belong to him, you can confidently expect that God is going to take care of it one way or another. Now, does that mean he's going to give you anything and everything you want or you think you need? You know, I drive down Post Road to get here, and there is a beautiful little black Porsche. (laughs) And it has a for sale sign in it. And I say, that's the car for me. God, do you see... And he says, keep driving. Keep driving. You have a station wagon. It's beautiful. It's, it gets you there. Somebody, some, some of you know my station wagon. You don't like it. Whatever. 
You say that takes a lot of faith to drive that car. Maybe so. Maybe so. Whatever. This is one of my favorite verses. Hosea chapter 2, verse 15. That's why we have it up on the screen in the beginning of our, of our worship. That God makes the valley of Achor, which the word Achor means trouble, like ache, valley of aching, hurting, trouble. He makes it a door of hope. You see, God can take something that seems so bad, seems so horrible, and turn it into something that can actually bring hope into your life. We start off by saying, this is not going the right direction. This is not taking me where I need to go, where I need to be, right? And God says, wait a minute. If you trust me, follow me, walk with me, you'll see that I have a plan, I have a purpose. It's going to work out. And I'm actually going to even turn it into something good for you. I want to encourage you in that. So now we turn to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. I want to look at these words quickly. We're going to look at this word hope through uh, three or four passages in the book of Romans, primarily starting with this one here, verse 18. Look what it says. Against all what? Hope. Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him by God, so, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded... What? That God had power to do what he had promised. God had power. See, this is where his hope was. He confidently expected that God was going to do what God promised to do. Now, looking around at his circumstances and his situation, it says here, against all hope. Somebody said, in other words, against all probability. Like, how is that going to happen? Someone else said this, against all apparent or usual ground of hope. When no ground of hope appeared. In other words, beyond hope. Against all hope. Beyond hope, Abraham in hope believed. Now what was this promise? We just read it here. God had told them, right? Him and his wife that they were going to have a son. Right? Made them this promise. You're right. And that a nation would come from them. Yet they were well past the childbearing years. They, they were well, if you, if you looked at the circumstances, if you looked at themselves, you looked at what was going on there, how is this even possible? They're going to have a baby? Like when they were told, like Abraham was like 90 and Sarah was like 80. And it, and it took a long time. It took like 10 years or so until it actually came to pass. But, but they were, and, and then it got close to when they were 100 and Sarah was like 90. How could this possibly happen? How could this possibly be? If, if you're looking at circumstances, what is going to happen? Are, are you going to be encouraged? And as a matter of fact, when it was very close, getting close, uh, like a year before, 
and God reminded them of the promise, it says, it says that they both laughed. Abraham laughed. Yeah, right. Sarah laughed. <laughs> oh. And God's response to, the, to them after this laughter, he says this, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You can read about these in Genesis 17 and 18 if you want to read the whole story. Somebody said this, Abraham, when he had not natural or rational grounds of hope, either in respect to himself or Sarah, his wife, did yet believe and hope, grounded upon the power and the faithfulness of God. Where is your hope going to be? It's going to be grounded upon the faithfulness and the power of God. Is anything too hard for him? When your hope starts to get dashed, you, you, know, you and I need to focus back on him. Is anything too hard for God? Hope is always going to be, true Bible hope is always going to be in what God can do, not in the circumstances or what I can do. Because truthfully, I can't do much. I, I liked hearing about what people were saying, and, and, and you know, everybody had a little different perspective. Everybody had a little different job. Everybody had a different gift and a talent. And some of you helped before, and some of you pro helped provide the finances, and some of you were praying for the event, and, and all the different things. But we all have a different part to play. But you know that stuff about organizing where this goes and that goes? That's like not my gift. I can't do that. I, I just say, let's just bring it all out there and see what happens. That's what I would say. And then these other people freak out like, you can't do that. And they know why you can't do that because it turns into a melee and it's chaos. So people, people have the gift. I can't remember why I was started on that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hope. Everybody has a different gift. Everybody has a different perspective of how we're going to work together, how we're going to share in what God has to do. It's all based upon what God can do through us. As Chris was sharing, and I remember now, as Chris was sharing, we take the little pennies and we drop them in there, and, we, and you take your penny and put it in and see what God's going to do with it. See, that's the hope. The hope isn't in that we are going to have such a wonderful, incredible festival. Why? Because we are so talented. Right? And, and is that what happened? No. I've seen this for, for as long as I've been a believer. What happens is you show up and see what God will do. If you don't show up, if you don't you know, get involved in some way in all those different ways I just said. If you don't get involved in some way, that you, how are you going to see what God will do? We show up here every Sunday and we say, you know, I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't know what I can bring today. I study. I try to prepare our Sunday school teachers and, and all the rest of the people involved, the worship team. We do everything we can. But in the end, we have to say, God, we don't have anything to give these people that come to this place. I don't have anything to give. So can you show up and, and just take what we have, what we offer, and do something here with us? I'm serious. I'm not just saying that. This is, this is our, our uh, I was going to say M.O., right? Our M.O. This is how we operate. 
Yeah, it's right and good to prepare. You need to prepare. You need to do everything you can do, study, practice, all the rest of it. But in the end, if God is the one we put our hope in, God is the one that's going to do something in your life, in my life. Can I hear another amen for that? Because that's really, that's my whole message, you know, against all hope. He held on to hope. He was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. Let's jump ahead to chapter 5. I got a few other verses I want to look at before we wrap this up. The festival of hope. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope in the confident expectation of the glory of God. Christ in you, what did, what, did it, what did it say in one of Paul's other letters? Christ in you, the hope of glory. That one day we're going to be there. That's one of the things I said, that, that we hope, we confidently expect that God will bring us to heaven, that we're going to see the glory of God. We're going to be face to face with the glory of God. Now, do you look around and see that now? Well, the heavens declare the glory of God. Don't stare at the sun tomorrow, please. I'm going to see God's glory. Oh, now I can't see anything. But one day we're going to see his glory face to face. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us we're going to see Jesus face to face. The glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. I know this is the part you don't really like, though. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because there's a reason. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. You learn to persevere through the suffering. Perseverance, that sticking at it, produces character. It does something in our lives. It builds character in our lives. And character produces what? Hope. It brings us back around to hope again. You say, I thought this was just suffering. I thought these were just trials. But no, God wants to do something and bring something in the end for us to say, you know what, I know this looks bad, but my hope is in God and God is going to do something. I, I just have to keep my eyes on him. I have to know that God is going to take care of it. God is going to work it out. God is going to provide. God is going to work all things together for good to those that love him. What else does it say in verse 5? And hope does not disappoint us. Paul talked about hope a lot, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's what, he, that's what he knew in his heart. He had that, that hope, that confident expectation. Hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. He, we're not going to be disappointed in the end. In the end, it's going to work out for a wonderful picture of God. Just, just a couple more. Romans chapter 8. I want you to see Paul talking about hope all over the place. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 23. Not only so, but, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly. I just want to stop there for emphasis, for effect. Groan inwardly. Do any of you ever groan inwardly? Like every day? Oh, it's like, oh, not again, not today. As we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, we're going to get new bodies. No more of that cabbage stuff. Some of you don't know what that means. Cabbage. That's what I'm talking about. I'll tell you about it later. Verse 24, for in this hope, in this hope, the hope of our adoption, the hope of our redemption of our bodies, we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. You see, hope doesn't mean that you see it. Hope is something beyond what you can see. The, the substance of things hoped for. Faith, it's, got, it's, it's involved with faith. That we're, we're trusting in God. Our hope is in him that he's going to do this. We don't see it yet. If, if you could see it, what do you need any hope for? Right? If it's right there in front of you, you don't need any hope. It's there. You can touch it. One day we won't need any hope anymore. The day when we're with him. Keep that in mind, will you? One more chapter, Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. We're almost done. Uh, someone said, you don't have to, you shouldn't say, you know, we're almost done, we're getting to the end, we're going to wrap up and all these things, because then, then people think you're a liar because you never do it anyways. <laughs> right? And then they don't believe everything else you said. <clears throat> Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. All the stuff written through the history and the scriptures, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have what? Hope. Hope. Because we read the stories of what happened with all the people in the Bible and how they made it through, and we go, wow. And, we, and the Bible, if anything, the Bible is completely honest about people's mistakes and failures, right? And you read about these people and you go, wow, that, I can relate to that guy or that girl and, and, and everything that happened there. But he says, through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So why do we open the Bible? Because we need hope. We need to get back to hope. We need to keep our hope alive. We need to keep our focus that God is going to do something. That's my hope. And the last verse, this really is the last verse. Verse 13. May the God of what? Hope. hope. May the God of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So that you may overflow with what? Hope. Hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit. That you may overflow with hope. God wants to fill us with His hope. How? By His Spirit. What are we supposed to do? What does it say there in that verse? What's our part? Trust. As you trust in Him. The God of hope. The God of hope. We, just one little story, uh, we are looking for a different house to buy. You know, we kind of have this two-family house, and most of you know this story. We're looking for something bigger because the kids are getting bigger. They live upstairs, and we live downstairs and, and all that. But we're just kind of looking, and, and, and uh, it reminds me really, and uh, uh, was communicating with one of our agents about this. It reminds me of the search for the building. We just look forever and ever and ever and ever. And uh, like, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever, are we ever going to get there? But we went uh, Friday night, we, we went to this uh, property to look at it. And you remember it was raining really hard Friday night? And uh, it, it had these two, two houses, a really cool log cabin, and then this little house next to it that was on the same property. So, so we, we went in the log cabin, then we went across to the other one, and, and then we're sitting over there, and the rain is just pouring, pouring, pouring down, and we couldn't even get like to our car, get back to the other house. And, and, but I said, you know what, this could go on for an hour. I can't just keep standing here. i got to go. So I, I went through the rain, and I got completely soaked. And, and our agent was sitting on the porch of the log cabin, and we're just sitting there, and, and, and my wife and my daughter are still at the other place with the rain pouring down, and we're sitting over here on this side, kind of looking across at them, but we're on this porch, right? And, and I, uh, I look up on the wall on this porch, and there's a, a big wooden plaque, it's probably about this big, and right in the middle of it said hope. And it had stars around it, like, you know, the flag kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I took a picture of it. I couldn't get it. I was going to show it to you, but I couldn't get it to uh, ready in time. But, but this kind of thing, you know, the hope is in God, what God is going to do. It's not in what we can do and, and, and how are we going to make it happen. And we learned that the hard way looking for this place, right? We learn the hard way. And sometimes you've got to learn the hard way to put your hope where your hope needs to be. And that's in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God, said Psalm 42. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. What did he believe? That God keeps his promises. That God will provide. That God does have a plan. But God's going to take us to heaven. Amen? Amen? Let's pray together, Father. Father in heaven, we thank you for your, your glorious hope. You are the God of hope, that we can put our, all of our expectations on you. That you do know what you're doing, that you're, you know the beginning from the end. You've, you've never been caught by surprise. You're going to work things out. We just need to keep our hope in you. 
Father, I, I know that, that all of us here have all kinds of trials and troubles and tribulations. Some of us are doing really good right now. Some of us are maybe not doing so good. But even in those difficult times, that, that hope, that hope will keep us going. That hope can be that anchor for the soul. That hope will get us where we need to be as we keep focused on the God of hope. Help us, Lord. We're weak. We do look around. We want to see it. I want to see it. But then it's not hope, is it? Father, help us, Lord. Maybe while we're praying, you have something. You just want to give it to God right now and just say, here it is. I'm going to hope in you. In your own heart, just say, here it is. I'm going to hope in you. I'm going to hope in you, Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Father, I also pray this morning for any people who, anybody who is here this morning or may hear this later who don't, have any hope. They're without Jesus, which equals without hope and without God in the world. Maybe that's you. You need to invite Jesus into your life today and, and simply pray. And all that is is speaking to him and say, Jesus, I don't have any hope. I don't have God. Please come in to my life. Come into my heart. Rescue me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand and sing together, shall we?